Hey man, it's me, Kevin Smith, Silent Bob from all those Jay and Silent Bob type pictures, man. And I'm breaking the silence to tell you that you're listening to the Buff and the Blazer podcast with Drew and El Tato. Enjoy the show, kids. Hey, El Tato. What's going on? We got a podcast, The Buff and the Blazer. If I was a listener, where would I go to find more? You can check us out on our website, thebuffintheblazer.com. Drew over there writes a article that goes along with every single episode. You can find all kinds of little extras on the articles, and you can listen to the podcast right there. Also, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And, of course, we're on Twitter, at Buff and Blazer. Follow us there. Get those clicks, people. The Buff and the Blazer. Welcome to episode 82 of the Buff and the Blazer podcast, the show where we break down, discuss, talk about movies, old, new, everything in between. I'm Drew, and once again, I'm here with my pal, my co-host, Mr. El Tato. Yo. What's up, man? Work. How's it going? Working? Hotel life. <laughs> You're on the road. On the road. Yeah. Dude, I, I think we're both coming off, uh, we're recording this later on in the day. It's about eight o'clock here. In California, and I think we both just came out of dinner. So yeah. A bit lethargic, a little, little drunk. Bloats. <laughs> a little drunk. <laughs> so. But fixing to get more drunk. Oh, yeah. But we'll always have a good time talking about movies. And uh, this week, we're discussing one that came out a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago that we watched last week, I think. We had it on our list, yeah. and it kind of just got pushed down a bit because we have all these movies bombarding us in the month of July for summer blockbuster season. But we're going to be discussing The Tomorrow War, directed by Chris McKay. And this was an Amazon Prime original, so it was streaming on there. And, you know, it got the hype because Chris Pratt's in it, and everyone loves Chris Pratt. So what did you think <laughs> of The Tomorrow War? Um, So I'm not really a sci-fi guy that much. Yeah. But I went into this with an open mind, and I have some some good and some bad for the movie, so I'll start with the good. the The CG I thought was really good in this movie. I thought like the alien characters were really well done. The what do they call them? White tips or something? Uh, I think they're white fangs or white claws. White claw, something claw. <laughs> what? White claws, white tips. <laughs> I don't think it's white fang. I didn't see Ethan Pretty sure Hawk it was claw. in the movie. Um, but so I really like the CG. The white music spikes. Sorry, absolute, white spikes. White spikes. That's what it is. There that's you go. What it is. <laughs> Sorry. Um, the the music was just awful, awful, <laughs> awful. Like the ultimate cheese, shitty, you know, <laughs> mu- movie score. The the cast I actually liked quite a bit. Yeah, I think some of the emotional stuff was a little too much for the old Pratt homie. Mm, mm-hmm. But I think he did a decent job at it, but he's kind of like a goofy character, and he's kind of hard to take seriously in that like heavy emotional type role. Yeah. And then uh, I thought the story was actually pretty cool with with all the time travel. I thought it was like 
easy enough to comprehend the time travel of the movie. It wasn't so over your head that you just didn't understand anything like Tenet. Yeah. And then uh, I had a decent time watching it. I thought it was fairly entertaining. It was quite the visual spectacle, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, there was a couple chuckles in there. Sam Richardson as Charlie was quite funny. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, all in all, I, it was better than I expected. I'll put it that way. Okay, cool, yeah. I think I'm right there with you. Better than I expected is probably the best way to sum it up. For whatever reason, like, in my book, Amazon isn't really known for producing these, like, amazing you know, award-winning original movies. <laughs> no, they're and, more on the cock-shaped rockets and such. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, good point. But this one, uh, I mean, it had Chris Pratt in it. It looked like it was fairly, like, larger budget. So I was like, all right, this one's got the blockbustery, maybe sub-B movie type feel to it. So my expectations were kind of tempered going into it. And I'm kind of glad they were because I didn't think it was a bad movie. I was like, yeah, I was mildly entertained. And I think the premise of the story was what's so interesting about it. Yeah. And I just love how uh, like this movie, some of the TV shows like Loki coming out on Disney Plus, like the 21st century is it's pretty fucked up. <laughs> and a lot of these movies and TV shows are like <laughs> they're, they're really uh, playing with that a bit going into the future, even just like 30, 40 years into this, uh, yeah. this century. <laughs> and so, uh, like, do you remember what, what century this movie takes place in the future? It's like right now. Yeah. Yeah. How many years forward though? Wasn't it like 2040 something or 2050 something? Yeah. So when they hunt for, when they jump forward, it's like to the 2040s or 2050s. Yeah. Right? Not very far away. Yeah. So yeah, like mid 21st century. <laughs> So I, I like that. I liked um, how they they played into like the not-so-distant future and kind of weaved in an interesting sci-fi story, which like it, it has its sci-fi elements, but I felt like they didn't hit you over the top with the sci-fi stuff. So that was kind of nice. I, I liked <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was kind of firmly grounded in biology still, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was never really too, like, even dealing with... Uh, I guess you can call them like aliens or whatever. They never go too <laughs> hardcore into the technology of all that. It's it's very much like, like you said, grounded in bio. So yeah, there's no lasers and shit. No, 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 no. So yeah, I I, I actually enjoyed the the plot of this movie, and I like Chris Pratt. I thought he did he did fine. I love Yvonne Strahovski. <laughs> she was great. So and then J.K. Simmons. I like seeing him in this movie too. Yeah, um, he's all ripped up in this one. Yeah, dude. The guy, uh, <laughs> he played Commissioner Gordon in one of the, uh, in the Justice League movie that DC did, and uh, he got ripped for that, even though, like, he didn't even have to show any skin. Like, the dude just got big, <laughs> it feels like he just kept that up. Is Commissioner Gordon supposed to be ripped? Um, in the comics, they have different versions of him, but I guess they just wanted to change him up a little bit for that movie. So anyways, <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he's been ripped ever since. So it was cool to see him. Betty uh, Gilpin, she makes like another appearance on our show. We She was yeah. in um, The Hunt. Quite so a was, different role in this one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it was cool to see her. But I think all in all, I was I was entertained by it. And I think for a film like this, if you can get the special effects right, if it looks good, if the story's fairly entertaining, I think it's a win. 
It doesn't have to be Academy Award anything. It's just, it's an entertainment movie. Yeah. I was I was happy coming out of it. Uh, I, I would say you could uh, be happy with like flipping through TV and this was on just to see the aliens and the, the kind of action involved with the aliens. Yeah. I think that by itself is worth worth it in terms right. of watch value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I even think the emotional element in this movie, I mean, it it, it worked for me. And I don't know if it's <laughs> it's mostly because of Ivan Strahovski's acting, but I really I really bought that emotional element they were trying to weave into the storyline. So I don't know. It was a cool concept and I I enjoyed it as a concept. Yeah. But it, for me, it was hard to take Chris Pratt seriously when he's all teared up, you know? <laughs> no, Chris Pratt didn't do it for me. It was Yvonne. It was all <laughs> Yvonne. She carried all the emotional weight in those scenes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right, so how do we want to deal with uh, with spoilers in this one? I think we can – it's been out for a while. I say we just let it rip because yeah, let's it's go an Amazon it. movie. It's sure. been out, I don't know, a month or something now. Okay, so spoiler alert. We're going to be breaking down some of this plot. So if you haven't seen the film, get on Amazon and give it a watch and you can come back. Find your friend's Prime account, log in. There you go. And watch it. There you go. No more Bezos money. Yeah, he's Uh, got plenty. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need to fund any more of his penis space trips. (laughs) (laughs) Although he's grateful, I hear. Yes, yes. (laughs) All right, so... The film starts off what in like the the current the modern day, the yeah current that's what time. I gathered yeah twenty twenty one and uh, things things seem kind of normal uh, as normal as they can be for twenty twenty one and uh, <laughs> I guess all of a sudden you get this uh, during a what is it a soccer game or something yeah um, I think it's a soccer game this like time warp and you get these uh, these like armed people coming out of this like time loop. And they come from the future and basically say that everything's fucked, like 20, 30 years into the future. And we need you guys to come with us and help us fight it off because the fate of humanity is literally on the brink and we're all about to be extinct. And that kind of like sets the stage for the entire movie going forward. So like, let's talk about that a little bit. Okay. (laughs) So I kind of liked how the movie just quickly got into it like there wasn't any sort of real build up to it it was just kind of like they set it up to be like kind of a mundane thing like you follow this guy and he's a high school biology teacher right yeah chris pratt's character and then he's going about his day watching this game on tv and i think it's at a party and all of a sudden everyone sees this time warp thing going on for me that was pretty effective because it kind of throws you off guard a bit and you're just kind of like they're just going with it straight into it without any explanation. Do you think how did that how effective was that opening for the whole plot of the movie to start for you? So I thought it was pretty good as a general premise. Mm-hmm. And I think what made it even better was they didn't just jump from that scene into fighting space aliens. Right. right? They kind of played out the drama of the draft like the future army draft yeah. that, that goes through the entire world, right? Like everybody's <laughs> getting drafted. Yeah, so they're drafting people in 2021 globally to fight a war in like 2040-something. <laughs> yeah. That and, in itself, I think, is like a really interesting element there. Well, I think that's why the the whole soccer scene works so much better. Yeah. 
because they actually showed like it, it played out a somewhat realistic for as you know realistic as it can be mm-hmm. being a time travel movie they they made it almost like relatable yeah to me. Mm-hmm. you know what i mean right and if i remember correctly they don't even really get into the nuts and bolts of how the time travel works right no there's like they they break it down a little bit how they can only jump to certain a certain time yeah. right it can it only works in like whatever it is 21 years or whatever Oh, I can't okay. remember yeah, yeah. what the number is, but they're right. like, we can't jump you to anywhere, right? Because it comes up at some point in the movie where are like, well, why don't you just go back in time and, and kill him before or yeah. whatever? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they're like, it doesn't work like that. We can only jump. We can only jump you to this time and you can only be there for seven days and then you get blasted back or whatever. Yeah. See, for me, I think time travel works best in films for me when they don't go into massive detail on how it works and why it works. I kind of okay. just liked how people roll with it in the movie because then it just, it just keeps the story going. It's like, it's not bogged down in details and you know what I'm kind of saying? Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. It's not like they spend a good chunk of the movie explaining how it works yeah. because the people from the future, like can't even really explain how it works. Right. <laughs> Yeah. So you just kind of have to accept it at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, some films will will spend like 25 minutes explaining the time travel. And they're like, now that you know it works and how it works, we can show you. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, just show me and I think I'm good. So I kind of like that about this movie. And then for me, like we said, it's it's not a hardcore sci-fi movie. It does have aliens. It does have a spacecraft. It has time travel and all that. But I really liked the the heart of the movie which is dan forrester who chris Pat, pratt's character his relationship with his daughter miri and that's what kind of drives the entire like motivation of his character and what the character is trying to accomplish and it just happens to be woven into oh this is also going to help the survival of humanity <laughs> so i don't know for me the the real heart of this movie worked for me um, and I think that was probably the most fulfilling element of this movie for me. So I got a question for you. Did it work for you because the heart was kind of like a sidebar? It wasn't the main main struggle. Do you get what I'm saying? Like it was kind of once Dan Forrester figures out what's going on in the future, uh-huh. there was still like a a different objective to everything that was bigger than the heart felt part of the story do you get what i'm saying is that you think that's why it worked for you no see i i'd actually probably argue the opposite i okay. i think it works for me because i felt like it was the main driver of the story really you think so like it maybe not at first <laughs> it starts off like he's drafted and he's just kind of doing his job right but then when he meets miri in the future and she i mean spoiler alert she dies his motivation totally changes and okay. from then on out, his singular goal is to go back in time and create these vaccines or these, these poisons, essentially, so that he can save his daughter, his daughter's future, because he felt like he failed her in the, in the future. Okay, so do you think... And then that, that just happens to be related is... to, like, 
saving humanity too because okay that's, yeah <laughs> that's what i was gonna ask that's what i like, meant which one do you think carries more weight like saving all of humanity <laughs> or just saving saving his future daughter you know well so that's where they kind of it's kind of a cop-out for the writers it's because they get to do both <laughs> ah, so his okay. motivation he's so set on his motivation and his motivation just happens to also be like the savior of humanity in the process <laughs> Yeah. Basically, he's like, I need to save humanity because humanity is my daughter. <laughs> and uh, so I guess he does it for selfish reasons, but he does the right thing. <laughs> okay. So I thought that was a clever little writing trick, I guess. <laughs> I guess that would be a little bit more of an interesting story, though, right? It's like if if they set it up in a way where he has to choose humanity or his daughter, what does he do? Oh. Oh. You know what I mean? Okay, I see where you're going with that. That would have been, a, I think, a little more interesting. But no, this is not that kind of movie. <laughs> no, we're getting a little more philosophical on that one. Yeah, that's we're flipping the A24 switch on that one. <laughs> so, yeah. you, so an element of the story that I really liked was how basically when people get drafted, they find out how they're going to die before they get sent off. Oh Did shit, that's like right. That? Huh? I really like that part of the story. Yeah, it's pretty uh there's some like little moments throughout the movie like that that are just kind of eerie. Yeah, um, like pretty like kind of dark, right? Like yeah. with Dorian, right. Edward Ho- or Edwin Hodge character. Mm-hmm. And then with Chris Pratt too, like when he gets drafted and they put the freaking thing on his arm and they find out it's like, Oh, you're gonna be dead in seven years anyway, so Yeah. We're sending you to the future, you know? <laughs> So was that part of the storyline? So it's, are they sending a bunch of people or drafting them? Like people who are predicted to die earlier or are known to die earlier? I think earlier? so, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. I think that's like what it is. I think all the people that get sent in have not too bright of a future. That's why they get sent. Gotcha. Okay. Because there's no rhyme or reason to how they're sending people. There's old people. There's young people. There's yeah in shape people. There's people that aren't in shape. You know right. what I mean? And I think a lot of it has to do with they do your physical. They run your they run your freaking shit, and they say, "Oh yeah, this guy's gonna be dead in a couple of years. Let's just go." <laughs> yeah, and I thought that was kind of cool because on the psychological side, it makes the people going to the future not really give a shit anymore right yeah So they're just like willing to do their job so i think it kind of makes sense yeah that's kind of an effective effective way of writing that i think that's a and good then point the really dark conspiracy theory side of it would be they're just making that shit up to to give people the the idea that they're not going to live very long anyway so they might as well go fight aliens in the future yeah but i guess the way they play it out in the movie it's like they are trying to like be legit about it. Oh yeah, yeah. I was just spinning off on a Man, we gotta like do an A twenty four version of this movie. That's uh I don't know, man. <laughs> we got the Green Knight next week. Oh that should be uh that'll be a good taste of the A twenty four substance. I can't wait. Me either. I can't wait. I had to drop it in on this episode. <laughs> All right. So like I mentioned, spoiler alert again, Miri dies. Yvonne Strahovski plays Miri in the future, and she's like the leader of this whole resistance against... She's the colonel. Yeah, the White Spikes. And she's a badass, and she's played by Yvonne Strahovski, who I love. And like I said, they get to that moment where she basically breaks down to her dad, like, 
she's really sort of um, put off by him being there. Like she separates herself from him and he doesn't know why. And then he basically, she tells him like what happens and he left her and her mom and he ends up dying. And then she did, she never saw him again. And she was in the hospital room with him and she like, she's given this like great performance and she's got the tears going on. And once he gets an idea of why she feels that way, shortly after she, she dies uh, because the facility they're trying to work this poison or put this poison together in gets like overrun by the alien creatures. And at that point, Dan is like set on going back in time to get this poison into <laughs> the aliens so he can save his daughter in the past so she can grow up and become Ivan Strahovski. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like that one... It was like 30 seconds, I think, that scene between the two of them, Yvonne Strahovski and Chris Pratt. Like, I'm a sucker for those scenes, man. And, like, oh, like <laughs> as, the, as silly the as that sounds, like, if an actor... doom emotional scenes. Not even that. Like, just any time a character just totally lays their heart out on the line, but the performance is good and believable, I'm a sucker for those scenes. <laughs> Remember when we did Wonder Woman 84? My favorite scene in that whole movie was when uh, she leaves uh, the other Chris. <laughs> Chris oh, yeah, Pine. yeah, Chris, Chris Pine. And she has to leave Chris Pine behind. She gives, like, this emotional performance that's, like, it comes across <laughs> as completely genuine. This is that scene in this movie for me, and it was my favorite in the whole, the whole movie. Like, this sci-fi action movie, my favorite scene was Ivan Strahovski, like, <laughs> pouring her heart out. Yeah, and I'm a sucker for it. Falling to her doom with a with a mortal stab wound in her gut. <laughs> yeah, but I think <laughs> I think the reason why those scenes hook me so much is because there's not a lot of people that can do them. And where when, you buy it, yeah, where you you can you can buy the performance, and when it's okay. done right, it's like a rare treat for me, and. So, like, I like Yvonne Strahovski from this TV show called Chuck that she was in. And she was just really good in that show. It was, like, uh, I think it ran from, like, 2007-ish for, like, four or five years. It had Zachary Levi in it. But it was, like, one of those shows that was on the brink of cancellation. And then the fans, it had, like, such a hardcore following of fans that they were able to keep it on for one last season for them to wrap the story up. Mm -hmm. So that was my familiarity with Yvonne. And she's even in that show that is like a cheesy spy, like comedic show. She gives these amazing, like dramatic, heartfelt performances. So when she started playing into that in this movie, I was like, oh, she's going to bust out the Yvonne that I love. And then she did it again. And I'm like, oh, God. And I have to say, too, I know I'm like jumping into character here, but some actors are, are way better criers than others. She's one of the like cry on command actors. (laughs) <laughs> she's and definitely better than chris pratt yeah he's like he's probably got like the pepper and like the mint sauce going on in his <laughs> face like trying to bust out some tears she just fools on like let him lets the, the tears stream down her face like on demand <laughs> so yeah she was like by far probably my favorite part of, like favorite character in this movie she is your favorite huh yeah i think she was and and there I think this is the most you've gushed over an actress before on I, any of the podcasts. I kind of did, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah. Uh, She's hot. I want to see her in a freaking hot chick. I mean, she does kick ass in this movie, but 
like a like a Russian spy movie, you know? Oh yeah. Well, in uh, in that show, Chuck, she plays like an undercover um, CIA agent. Oh, perfect. And she, yeah, she kicks butt in that show too. But yeah, she's an Aussie. She's uh, a really good actress, and I wish she was in more more like uh, well known movies. I guess. Uh. But yeah. So b- before we dive fully into character, I want to ask you about the the kind of culmination of the movie with the glaciers and the yes and the alien ship stuck under ice and the kind of underlying climate change yep yep message mm-hmm. did you enjoy that whole I side loved of it. the story i loved it okay because it's very like like i said these uh these tv shows and movies that are coming out are really playing into like the doomsday like climate crisis that we're facing right now <laughs> and uh right I, I think it's just taking like the data we have now and running with it. Um, oh, dude, real life is like just yeah. crazier than the sci-fi movies. Right. I mean, did you see those floods in China the other day? Yeah, I know. And Insane. like record temperatures everywhere. So it's, yeah, it's burning up where I'm working. It's freaking smoky as hell up here. Yeah. So it's uh, that's what's kind of like it's really effective and creepy because it has that real world element. So I. Like, emotionally sitting through this movie, I had, like, a weird feeling, just a weird vibe Watch sitting down watching it because it's sci-fi, but it's not that, like, far-fetched. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. the time travel element, yeah, sure. But, like, all the climate stuff that they talk about, and I, I liked how they weave that in there. So, like, the only reason these aliens come out is because all the, like, glacial melting that this ship yeah. is in. So, I feel like that... that- one element you know like how these aliens were here and they eventually get unleashed i feel like that's biting from other alien movies but i don't know which one yeah it's oh man it's it sounds like a very familiar uh plot point doesn't it but i think i think why it works for me is is really because of that like they're taking the the climate crisis and really like playing with that so yeah, that, it was an yeah. interesting it was an interesting way to weave in a sci-fi story with like real world crisis, I guess. Yeah, with with some type of message, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Save your daughter, save the world. That's the message. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, did you like um I I guess you could say the resolution in this movie is like definitive, right? It's pretty much wrapped up. Pretty much wrapped up, and uh, it was a little too neat of a bow for mm-hmm. me. Oh, yeah, yeah, especially but, at the end. But I kind of get it, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, the final <laughs> things really come together after Dan gets back. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> they really come together really fast. Yeah. And I get why, because the the bulk of the movie had already taken place. Right, yeah. So I get it, but yeah, it was a little a little too neat for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me ask you this too, because this was kind of going on in the back of my mind. Do you think this movie is like a uh, kind of like a uh, not that they did this intentionally, but do you think it's like a uh, like a visual metaphor for like the pandemic? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, it's just like. And when you see these these creatures, it's like they don't stand a chance. Like humans are gone. They're and pretty badass creatures. They're fucking gnarly. Um, they're super cool. And like you said, I think 
especially the last scene where you just have the one female. Yeah. A lot of times those look really bad. <laughs> like they look really bad when they're done CG, when you have like all this action going on with real life characters and a CG character like that. They did it, did a really good job. Whoever like the special, uh, special effects house was on this movie. That's what I was most surprised by. Yeah. Was like how, how freaking awesome the aliens looked. Mm-hmm. And when they were getting shot up and stuff, like I thought the CG was probably the strongest point of the whole movie. Yeah. No, it was really well done. And were you like a big fan of the like the overall action? Was it did it satisfy you? Um some of it was a little a little too insane, but <laughs> but I did enjoy quite a bit of it. So like the the scene where the the white what are they called? White uh, spikes. White spikes. When they overrun that like sea base, mm-hmm. and there's just like thousands of them converging on the on the base. That stuff was like a little too much for me. Yeah. But then the scenes like where they were like in the stairwell corridor in the building in Miami, mm-hmm. and then like when they were running through the streets and stuff. Yeah. And the and the things were chasing them. Like I I really liked all of that. Oh, the other thing I have to say too, which I think helps with why the white spikes are so effective is, do you remember how long it took for them to actually give you a good look at the white spikes? Yeah. yeah. Like they really build that up. Like they build yeah. up the kind of terror before they actually show you the creature. Yeah. that one, Like at one point you see just like the, the legs of one hanging out of a doorway in yeah. that building. Yep. And Dorian chops off its fang or whatever. Yeah. Or its talon or whatever it is. Yeah. And I got a little bit of stairwell, the stairwell. Uh... You can get like a little glimpse. You get like a little glimpse of them. Mm-hmm. Like when they're hiding up in the top, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, I liked it, man. So yeah. I thought I... it was really good alien work, you know? Yeah, me too. It reminded me a little bit of the aliens from uh, Independence Day for whatever reason. Uh, a little bit. They, they were like dog octopus monsters you know what i mean they had yeah and these ones are like quads right quadrupeds yeah they're like quadrupeds and they they got the the whole tentacle thing going on and then they got the kind of crazy you know dust mite face (laughs) or you know whatever those bed mites are that you see pictures of in the microscope oh shit almost like tremors yeah yeah So yeah, it was it was entertaining for sure. I think, but yeah, so I I think we're kind of in general agreement. The story is pretty, pretty solid, like the pretty general solid, story. Yeah, pretty solid. Cool. All right, well, let's dive more into character now. All right, let's get Chris out of the way. Chris Pratt. <laughs> so aside from the emotional stuff, so, like you said, he's he's this comedic guy, right? And even in like the Marvel movies, he has that comedy element that's still there. But he's kind of become this like big blockbuster guy now, Chris Pratt. So, aside from the emotional stuff, did you buy him as like the ex special forces military guy? I thought that was kind of weird. <laughs> See, I actually liked that. I'm like not the way he ca- carried himself once they were like on mission and stuff like that. I thought all that was really good. Yeah, I, and it's not his performance. What I was saying is um, it was weird how he's this, like, bio teacher, and then he just happens to be this badass, but they don't go into that at all. Yeah. I, I bought him as the bio teacher, too, you know? Oh, yeah, me too, for sure. <laughs> I bought him as the bio teacher. 
And just because I've seen him in like Guardians of the Galaxy and stuff, I I bought him as the badass too. So I don't know if I've ever actually seen a movie with him in it besides Onward. <laughs> okay. So Onward, you know that shitty th- 3D movie that yeah, we did? Yeah, the Pixar movie. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the only movie. I, I've been aware of him for like a long time, but I haven't seen any of the Jurassic Parks that he's in, and I haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy. Is there multiple ones of those? Oh, yeah. There's like, well, there's there's two of them. And then uh, he was in like the Avengers movies and stuff like that. He was he really came out from Parks and Rec, the TV show. I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah, I've never watched that either. But I have seen funny clips. Okay, yeah, like so he, uh, like uh, cutscenes from that show. But I've never actually watched the show. Yeah, he voiced like the main character in the Lego Movie. He's in Jurassic World. He's like the main character in those movies. He's just huge. He's like a Hollywood star. <laughs> and he's like he's whenever they talk about the Chris's, you got like Chris Hemsworth, Chris Pine, and then Chris Pratt. Those are like the three that everyone talks Isn't about. Isn't there another one? Isn't Captain America Chris? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh Chris oh Evans. Chris Evans, there you go. So there's a bunch of them. <laughs> but those are like the main those are the Chris actors. Damn. Yeah. So for me, Chris Pratt, I bought almost everything except the the heavy emotional scenes. I didn't really buy those. Yeah, same. <laughs> he that that's not his strong point at all. <laughs> but he's, he's he is funny, man. Like he has some funny lines in this movie. Yeah, some some decent little one-liners. Yep. Yeah, that's what he's good at for sure. Let me ask you about Yvonne Strahovski. What did you think of her? Was this the first time She's you've awesome, seen her in something? Man. I think it's the first time I've seen her like in a movie or TV show or whatever. But I have seen her before. Okay. And she's awesome, man. Yeah, she's she doesn't. Perfect pretty. candidate for a hot chick kicking ass franchise, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. And I did buy all of her emotional stuff. Yeah, same. <laughs> As everyone knows by now. <laughs> <laughs> well, from the cast, there's there's quite a bit of people in this. Who stuck out to you the most, though? Was there a performance that, that you liked more than any of the others? So, a good amount of the comedy in the movie comes from... Uh, Charlie, played by Sam Richardson. Yeah, Sam Richardson. He's super funny. I feel like we did a movie recently with him in it. Did we? Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I can't remember. And then uh, I love I Mary Lynn so. Ratzkub. She plays Nora. She's one yes. of the draftees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she is a freaking hilarious comedian, man. <laughs> okay. And she was in... Uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. She's got a recurring character in that show. Yeah. She's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, this was uh, a and, little out uh, of her wheelhouse, huh? Oh, totally. Like, it's so cool to see her in this type of action movie. And I totally bought her. And yeah. spoiler alert, she's a total hero in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, she totally, like, sacrifices herself to save her comrades, you know? Yeah, yeah, good point. That's interesting. Um, yeah, she's awesome. Who else? Who else we got in here? I like J.K. Simmons, I did like obviously. Dorian's character a lot, Edwin Hodge. Yeah. I liked him a lot because he was just like, how many? It was like this was his fourth tour or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's basically Into just like, future. you got nothing on me the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very intense And in then uh, who else? Uh, Mike Mitchell, mm-hmm. Cohen. He's He's pretty funny as well. Yeah, he has some good comedic moments. 
And then uh, Betty, old Betty Gilpin, mm-hmm. Emmy, she... Uh, she didn't have a huge role in this movie. Not a huge role, but totally different from the only other thing I've seen her in, which is The Hunt. <laughs> yeah. She had, like, attitude and yep. this kind of badass thing about her in that movie. In this movie, she was totally just, like, the crying wife the whole time. <laughs> yeah, she went from hot chick kicking ass to <laughs> hot chick in the home. <laughs> yes. Uh, crying. Crying, yeah. What about you? Anyone stand out to you? I really like Jasmine Matthews as Lieutenant Hart. She's okay. like, um, she's okay. one of the 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 people who come back from the future, and she's like trying to help get all these uh, draftees in shape. And she's got her shit together. She was pretty intense in this movie. I liked her a lot. But yeah, you kind of hit on on pretty much everyone. But yeah, I think Did for me, did you like J.K.? Oh yeah, and then J.K. I like J.K. in anything. He's he's a great actor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. And I, I liked how he kind of plays the uh, the character that's just, he doesn't give a shit anymore. He's just willing to do, even if it takes his life, like he's at that point in his life where he's like, I'm good to go out right now. I'll do whatever. <laughs> and uh, I, that whole sequence with him and Chris at the end with just them two trying to take down the the female White Spike, I thought it was really, really entertaining. <laughs> entertaining do you like the snowmobile body check dude <laughs> yeah yeah but some of my favorite parts of that whole scene were um like all the long range stuff so like you have this okay. massively like hostile killer alien in this wide open space and it's just kind of terrifying to see it like make up as much ground as it does trying to take out jk and chris pratt like their characters and uh some of my favorite stuff was when uh, JK's character, James Forrester, he's posted up in a sniper position as like trying to take it out as it's coming towards him. I love stuff like that. When it, when you get like a real sense of the range with something so hostile and then you still have like that danger element, even though they're so far apart. Yeah. Um, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. I enjoyed that too. <laughs> well, cool. And then we got to shout out the, the old aliens, man. The white spikes, they're super cool. They oh, yeah. Great job acting. Yeah, super good <laughs> job acting. Very, I bought their hostility. <laughs> yeah, totally bought that they wanted to wipe humanity out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's keep on, keep on going here. Some really good stuff here, I the think. The high point of the movie. Yeah, with uh, just the entire, like, makeup nuts and bolts of this movie. Like, the cinematography look effects. This is, like, your typical big budget Hollywood movie in my opinion but even more so because the effects are done so well some of those blockbuster movies don't even pull off what this movie did I mean they were the effects in this were way better than Black Widow yeah right oddly oddly they were they were way better yeah even like the big monster scenes with like the giant military bases and stuff Mm -hmm. was way better than Black Widow yeah that's crazy but I, I totally agree with you i think the 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 effects in this movie are a lot better man that's kind of i feel like the the texture of the aliens came across so well well that's what it is right like when you think of bad cgi it's everything to do with texture yeah because cgi has this weird kind of quality where like it has this smooth thing going on where it looks like i don't know 
when when you have bad CG, it, it looks like it's a lump of clay almost. It's really weird. It's either that or it's not even there kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And this yeah. one, like when they're getting shot up and when they're shooting their little spikes out of their tentacles and stuff, like all of that felt like it had weight to it. Mm-hmm. And even when you get like up and close with the aliens and they have like their foot, like saliva and shit going on. Yeah. Even all that stuff looked really good. Yeah, like when they got the female all chained up mm-hmm. in the lab and stuff. Yeah. Like I thought all that was really well done. Yeah, it's it's really weird that you mentioned you compared Black Widow because I mean, on paper, the Black Widow movie's a lot more like <laughs> grounded, I guess, compared to this movie. Like there's <laughs> there's no aliens or anything in Black Widow. Um but yet the special effects were were I think quite a bit better in this movie. Yeah, the only ones where I thought it was kind of cheesy was like the opening scene and then they show it again when he's like when they're like flying through time space. Oh and they yeah. They get dropped out of the sky into the pool, you know? Yeah. I thought that was a little cheesy. Yeah, I gotcha. And that wasn't even that bad. <laughs> That's what's crazy. Um were there any shots or sequences that you you liked? So just from like a, yeah, like a visual composition standpoint, the shot on the beach when they steal the female, get her in the helicopter, and then Chris Pratt and his daughter, yeah, Mary, make it to the beach, and she like fires the flare gun, and then they have a nice emotional little speech. Yeah, I thought visually and like compositionally with the long coastline there, I thought that looked really good. Yeah, that was a nice shot. Uh, well set up. I already kind of mentioned it, but I, I loved all of the, the cinematography in the snow. Oh, okay, um, yeah. I'm just a big fan. My favorite scenes, or my favorite shots in films are like epic sweeping landscapes. Oh, yeah. Even though like some of that probably, maybe all of it wasn't all shot it. on lo- location. <laughs> um, just the composition of it. <laughs> yeah. I, I just like those shots. But I You know, know what I, f- I didn't like? Huh. And this isn't really a CG thing, but it's more of like a a choice. How can their spaceship be completely frozen under a glacier, but inside the spaceship, all their little like, you know, fluid pods with the little aliens in them are still warm? I see what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know what? That's kind of a plot hole, I think. Yeah. Like they don't come out because they're frozen, but they're not frozen. Yeah, because they're obviously strong enough to just blast through the ice if they wanted to come out, right? Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, there's a little a little hiccup there. Yeah, huh. that is interesting. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Unless it's like something to do with the ship waking them up specifically. Oh, I, I don't, don't know. <laughs> I don't think it was important enough, though, where it, it took me out of it. <laughs> Because you would think if the ship's made of some type of metal, which it is, yeah, and it's frozen, that would act like a refrigerator and freeze everything inside it. It wouldn't insulate it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm being a little picky there, I think. But did they get their cardinal directions right? I don't know. <laughs> they, I mean, the only real place they are is Miami. Yeah. And I have never been to Miami. Don't know what it looks like. And then in this movie, it's a... It's a It's like ground zero almost. So yeah, Miami it's like ground zero. Seems like it's like the last stand. Yeah. <laughs> and it looks like hell. <laughs> <laughs> uh 
But all in all, I think the CG was the strongest part of the movie. Yeah, it was so good. I'm glad that I'm glad they invested the time to get that right, for, especially for this sci-fi movie with aliens. Good job. Right, like if there's aliens in a the movie, they better be good. Yeah, like sci-fi. That's what sci-fi is. Like if you don't buy yeah. it, it doesn't work. They either be they either better be good or they better be so bad that it's hilarious, like they're puppets <laughs> or something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's a good point. But yeah, so that's, uh, I think that's definitely a win in this movie. Great job. Yeah. Let's talk about something that wasn't so much a win for you. (laughs) Not for me, man. I don't got much to say about it. It was awful. It was so cheesy and, (laughs) and ruined a lot of the emotional scenes for me. Uh, I can't stand the cheesy score, man. Yeah. Oh, gosh. What Um, about you? Did you like it? It was forgettable. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't think I hated it because it was awful. I just uh, don't remember much of it. (laughs) Okay. So it's, I don't know. That's that's not good either. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I think forgettable is better than how much I hated it. (laughs) It freaking ruined a lot of the movie for me. Yeah, it actively ruined it for you? Yes. Gotcha. That's uh, that's a shame. (laughs) a shame lauren buff that's the uh, composer there sorry lauren sorry lauren <laughs> all right well let's uh let's start to wrap up here and uh <laughs> get into lo- our love hates and as per custom we'll start with you man all right what do i love probably the aliens man yeah yeah probably how much attention to detail was paid to the aliens and the work that was put into making them look real and making them have texture and uh, almost giving them personality a tiny bit, at least with the female, you know? Oh, yeah. And yeah, I sure. like that. Um, what I hated, it's probably obvious, was the score. The score was freaking <laughs> awful. It was really bad. But, yeah, yeah. And I, I do appreciate how good the, the kind of nuts and bolts of the story was. Yeah, I think, I mean, you could probably poke holes in a bunch of places in this movie. I think in in general, like in a, in a very general sense, the story's pretty good. So yeah, let's see. My loves, I think, are... Well, the story's interesting. I, I thought the story worked. It, it was an interesting story. But uh, my absolute love of the movie is kind of the heart element, which is led by Ivan Strahovski in this movie. Mm. And, and that kind of... That made it worth... The time investment, I think, sitting down watching it. That's like on on top of all of the, the already pretty good stuff that we talked about, like all the special effects being top-notch and kind of the close-to-home element of the, the general story. I think it was, it was pretty effective. It all kind of worked well together. But yeah, definitely that, that like the heartbeat of the story with Ivan Strahovski and uh Mary and Dan. I, I really like that about this movie. And then in terms of hates, there wasn't any one thing that I like couldn't stand about this movie. It, it's kind of weird like and I have no idea how I'm going to score this film. Um cuz <laughs> it's not going to get a 5, but it's like it's it's hard to kind of take too many points away from a lot of these categories. Yeah. So maybe I'll say like just hashing out a little bit of the details of the story on our show, there might be some like small fissures in the story in the plot line that you could like if you were to poke them enough, you'd, they'd probably be like plot holes. Yeah. But uh, 
overall, I I don't think there was any one thing that I particularly hated in this movie. Oh, well, that's good. It kind of just it it was entertaining. Like I went into this movie wanting to be entertained, and I was entertained. Okay, I'll say that. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, score time. Yeah, not, you want not, me to go first this time? Okay. Yeah. Let's let's start with you. All right. I'm gonna give it a bong load for the story. Okay. Because I think it was comprehensible enough for time travel type movie. Yeah. And there's a little bit of climate change meshes in there, so I'll give a little props there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it a bong load for characters. All right. Because I liked pretty much everybody in the movie. And uh, I thought the way that they weaved, you know, Dan and Mary's whole future story kind of thing in, I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. In terms of how the characters fit into the story. So I'm going to give them a full bong load there. I'm going to give them a full bong load for the CGI. Okay. And the cinematography, all that, I thought it was the strongest part of the movie. Totally freaking mm-hmm. entertaining to watch. Probably was pretty awesome on a big screen, even though I watched it on a TV. Yeah. I'm going to give it zero for the score because <laughs> I hated it. <laughs> and I'm going to give it a half for the feels. I don't really like these types of movies that much, and this one I kind of enjoyed. But it wasn't like I I absolutely you know loved it and would watch it again and again and again kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna come in at three and a half bong loads. All right, three and a half. That's a yeah. solid score, I think, for this movie. Yeah. All right, let's try to work through this story. I'm going to give them. <laughs> I'm gonna give them a. I'm gonna give them a point. All right. Because I think. <sighs> Before we started talking about it, I was okay with the story. There's not a whole lot that's like... Maybe you could say that the story borrows from a lot of different like plot lines. And I'm kind of thinking about like Terminator. Like Terminator Judgment Day and the time travel and saving humanity with you know a family member. We've kind of seen it before, but in the context of this movie, I like it. So I'll give him a point there. I'll give him a full point on characters. I thought everyone did a good job in this movie. Chris, I don't expect Chris to be a good emotional actor. Um, <laughs> shame on the director for trying to put him in that situation. <laughs> it was a pretty heavy emotional role for him, I think. It was. And I think he did the best he could with it, too. Yeah. It wasn't so bad where I was like, stop. But uh, it's okay. I don't want to see Chris cry. I just want to see him <laughs> crack jokes and shoot guns. So, yeah, I'm an, I'll am i give him a, a point there. Cinematography, look, I'm with you. Like, full point for all of that because the quality is top notch which is great for a sci-fi movie so three there i'm gonna give him half a point on score because uh you know it's uh not very memorable but i don't ever really remember being taken out by it so i'll give him half there and whether i enjoyed the movie or not i am going to give it a half all right because it's I mean, it's not like I'm not going to run out into the streets and tell people to go watch this movie. But I think my expectations were tempered so much that I was pleasantly surprised. So I will say that I give it a half there because uh, it did exactly what I was exp- I was hoping it would do, which is like entertain me enough as to where I don't feel upset about devoting two hours of my time <laughs> watching it. <laughs> so I guess that puts me at a four, huh? Yeah pretty high four buckets that's interesting that, <laughs> that is pretty high it's definitely higher than the old tomatoes yeah isn't it 
I don't know. 53 on Rotten Tomatoes, 78 with the audience. Like, I just can't, <clears throat> I can't make up, like, a bad score. It's just, yeah. I guess it is what it is. <laughs> so four, four buckets of popcorns. It blows my Popcorn. mind that this movie gets a 53 and freaking Black Widow gets a 80-something with critics. Yeah, I don't know. Um, have you read you any of those that's reviews? that's just because of, like, the the Marvel baggage that's attached? There's, like, so many other storylines that are getting weaved in to Black Widow. Do you think that's why it gets such a higher score? It it could be some of that, too. But, like, it's int- like here's just one... Oh, this is Jeremy Johns, too. <laughs> uh, here's, like, an example of one of the reviews on Rotten Tomatoes for this movie. And he says, Everything that I liked was in concept and on paper. But when you watch it, it just kind of comes across as a generic sci-fi action movie. <laughs> and I kind of see that. <laughs> but, see, a review like that gets a rotten score. Yeah. Gets, like, a rotten tomato. So I would almost say that and give it a tomato. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, I guess it's, I don't know. But that's probably where I would guess that this movie falls, is like kind of right down the middle. Like I could see half of critics liking it and half of the critics not. I don't know. Yeah, I think uh, some of the critics, some of the reviews I'm seeing are calling it out for stealing a lot of plot points from other mm-hmm. sci-fi movies. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm willfully ignorant to a lot of those plot points, you know, because I haven't seen a lot of these movies. Yeah, like I said, I mean, there's some of like Terminator in there. There's like, there's even some a predator in there, alien. Like, it it kind of is like a piecemeal of a bunch of different sci-fi movies. But I think the thing that I'm reading through all of these is that everyone kind of generally likes the the overall story. Like even the ones who gave it rotten scores. Yeah. And yeah, I, I'd call that a strength in this movie too. We should do the predator since you brought it up. Predator. The girl's in it. Yvonne's in it. The one that came out in 2018. Oh, yeah, yeah, the remake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got to do, do something that with, at some point. with her. I love it. the old one, man. Oh, yeah, classic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at some point. Maybe we'll. Uh, maybe she'll just be in something huge coming up. I don't know. They're going to reboot La Femme Nikita on, uh, on USA Channel, and she's going to be in it. Really? I'm just making that up. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. She would be good in that role though. Oh, there'd be plenty of fifteen year old boys staying up late to watch it, I guarantee that. <laughs> uh was that uh, something from the old past there? Oh dude, USA, man. Yeah, USA. I haven't USA heard USA is heard like of... the ultimate teenage boy <laughs> yank channel, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's hilarious. Yeah, but nowadays kids got porn on their phone, so I don't even know if they know the the now treasures just, of USA. Now it's just boring. Night. You just <laughs> type in whatever you want to see, and it's there. Yeah, we had to work a little harder for it. Yeah, <laughs> put some effort in, youngins. <laughs> yeah, the fuzzy TV channels that weren't coming in clear. <laughs> yeah, all oh, the nineties. All right, well, that was a fun one. I think. Um, I think our scores are kind of high, but uh, it is what it is. Uh, we go by the numbers, yeah, category by category. So yeah, be <laughs> yeah. objective. I think uh, I think from our scores, I mean, it's safe to say we'd probably recommend it, especially if you have Amazon. Oh, it's totally worth a watch if you. Yeah. I mean, if you like sci-fi movies, it's a it's a good 
little popcorn eater, you know? Sure. So yeah, if you're like the other millions of people that have Amazon Prime, give it a watch. It's on there with your subscription. But yeah, like I mentioned, next week we'll be doing The Green Knight, and I think that's what our triumphant return into the movie theater. Oh yeah, I'm going to the theater for that one. Yeah, that one's... uh, We're pretty excited for that movie, so... The last movie I saw in the theater was Gretel and Hansel before the pandemic. Dude, I don't even remember what the last one is that I saw. Yeah, I'm positive that was the last one I saw because fucking shutdown happened, like, the next day. Damn. Oh, I think mine was The Invisible Man. We did Invisible Man before Gretel and Hansel. Wait, wait, wait. Did we? I think so. Oh, maybe it's an old ticket then. I don't remember. I don't know. But yeah. Because I saw that in the theater too. I remember I saw that in my local theater too. But I, I'm almost positive Gretel and Hansel was the, the last one I saw. Gotcha. Well, cool. Yeah, I think that's the one definitely worth uh, going back for. So that'll be coming out next week. So we hope you guys tune in. But until then, we hope you enjoyed uh, our little discussion of The Tomorrow War. And it's on Amazon, like we said. So sorry if we spoiled it for anyone that didn't uh, watch it. We told you. We warned you. So actually, no, we're not sorry. That's your own damn fault. No, so, we're not go sorry. Watch You'll still enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's not, uh, <laughs> not going to blow your mind with some of the, uh, some of the things we revealed. But uh, yeah. give it a watch. It's, it'll keep you entertained. So until next week, we hope uh, you all have a good one, and we'll catch you on the other side of the green night. Peace.